A very warm welcome to all my listeners who have tuned in to listen to another episode of Insider's Talk with New Entrepreneurial Journey. So let's dive in. I have with me Mr. Naman, co-founder of Techie, an application-based live coding platform for kids that brings the art of storytelling to make learning a movie-like experience. Thank you, Naman, for taking time and coming on Insider's Talk to talk more about you and Techie. So um, let's get on with our first segment. So before we talk about Techie, I want our listeners to know who Naman is, basically. So if you can uh, share with our listeners your educational background and a professional background before Techie came into the picture. Okay. Uh, thanks, Veronica, for inviting me here. And I wish you all the best for your show. Uh, so I will start with my educational qualification. So basically, I completed my graduation from IIT Delhi in 2015. And after that, I worked with a couple of tech companies operating in the both B2C and B2B domains. So they had around millions of students learning on their platform. And I got a chance to build and set up their product and take ecosystem from scratch. So uh, even before starting Techie, I had pretty much insights into what works and what does not for the K-12 students especially. So uh, that's about my educational and professional qualifications. It's, it's actually great to talk someone who comes from an educational sector and wants to make a change like Techie is going to do. So um, basically, I, I believe with your background of education and how you were handling it, that's how uh, Techie came into the picture. But uh, there's always a trigger or uh, some mm-hmm. kind of a change or a process uh, that you see um, when you are working that you realize that, you know, now it's time to become an entrepreneur and start my own journey with the idea mm-hmm. I have. So when did that come around for you? Uh, fortunately, I started coding in grade five uh, because my school had computer science as a part of its curriculum. And I soon I was hooked onto it. So my deep interest in coding and the ability to transform an idea into reality was some of the reasons I could dream of being an, an uh, entrepreneur. And I genuinely believe that coding is an essential skill for the future. So in 2017, uh, Anand, my fellow co-founder, and I started discussing ideas about teaching coding to kids. At that time, there weren't many players in India. So, and we wanted to teach kids like professionals. Uh, And we were confident that if we could develop a compelling curriculum around it, then it's possible. So that's where the idea of introducing a first of its kind movie like series on coding came into the picture. and, And that's how Techie happened. So um, in this journey, because you already have and you have the passion of coding, so I mm-hmm. truly understand that you have a fair, you did have a fair idea initially itself mm-hmm. on how to go about this uh, uh, journey of entrepreneurship. But uh, did you follow uh, anybody that you knew or you had mentors on the way to help you guide you through uh, the business acumen that you would need? So uh, as I said, like my tech and product experience in the tech domain and Anand startup experience uh, we're motivating enough for us to start our journey. However, uh, we used to seek guidance from our seniors in areas uh, where our expertise used to be limited. So uh, that's where uh, when we uh, I, I used to pull in them, like my seniors and I. That's that's lovely. So um, when when you created Techie, like you know, the, you had to create a buzz that you know this is something coming up in the market and uh, look out for customers. So who were your target customers initially, and how you were able to create that buzz? For your organization. Okay. So uh, I'll just give a brief uh, on like uh, how things we, we rolled, rolled out uh, everything here. So 
So like we started in 2017 and bootstrapped our product for three years and launched in July 2020. So uh, since we were limited on funds, we started reaching out to our first circle parents through WhatsApp messages and asked them to share if they liked the trailer. So uh, we had prepared a small trailer from the anime series that we had developed. So we gathered a few of the customers from there. So uh, uh, I'll just give a brief about the target segments that we were uh, we were targeting. So uh, it's majorly kids of around age 10 plus when we started. Uh, right, right now we are catering from grade one to 10, but initially we started for, from the grade uh, six segments. So uh, so uh, we did uh, we we approached for circle parents through WhatsApp messages, and we also did small scale paid campaigns to generate customers. Uh, but we observed some non-linear trends that even we did not anticipate. Our NPS score, uh, net promoter score, rose to 87%. In addition to that, 80% of the kids joining Techie had already taken up competitors' trials, and 50% of them enrolled uh, customers uh, brought referrals in itself. So, in short, uh, Veronica, I can say that the customers themselves created the initial budge, uh, which caught the media's attention, in return, caught the investors' attention. And moreover, uh, four months later, in November 2020, we rolled out our school product which spiked the user number as if schools were looking and waiting for a platform like Techie. So uh, right now, if I have to conclude, we have more than 20K users learning on our platform without spending much on, on the marketing. That's, that's but, have been our journey. That's quite interesting. So uh, uh, in the sense you're saying that, you know, uh, you were able to increase your customer base by word of mouth. Yeah, 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 that's true. Lovely. So that means your product is so effective and efficient, I would say that, you know, the value addition to the kids at different age groups that you that you are uh, catering to is mm -hmm. definitely making a change. Right, right. That is great. Right. That is great. So, um, you know, uh, when you started with uh, Techie, what was your first uh, aha moment that, you know, you realized that, you know, you have arrived like Techie is there to stay? Okay, so the first aha moment was when we saw the first cut of our animated video. I mean, uh, it took a lot of research, revamping of scripts, content, assets before we got the first cut in the hand. So uh, I, I don't know if how, how can I explain that, but it took almost a year to get this first cut of the first video ready. Uh, so this was the moment when we realized that we are inching towards our goal of making the learning easy and entertaining. So this, this was the first aha moment for me. Wow, that's lovely. So, uh, like, what I I get from your sense from you is that uh, you know uh, you have put in a lot of effort in terms of research mm -hmm. and uh, time to get your product ready. Mm -hmm. So, um, how did you approach your uh, research? You know, is there was there something that was always in your mind that you're going to cater only to school students first and then go ahead, uh, probably, or uh, how how did you strategize that way? So, uh. So I, I, I will give you a brief uh, uh, by dis discussing about what Techie is and how uh, what our curriculum around it. So this this will explain a bit on that. Uh -huh. so, so like Techie is a live coding platform for kids that brings the art of storytelling to make learning a movie-like experience uh, using the uh, first of its kind animated series. Uh, so this is the animated the the animated series that I'm talking to you about. This uh, this is the first time concept that has been built. So we have married somewhere education and entertainment. Uh, uh, together. So when our journey began in 2017, we had a simple goal. We focused on three essential pillars to deliver tangible learning outcomes, provide the best teachers to the students, and most importantly, make learning an immersive experience. 
Now to achieve that, we have broken down our curriculum into a linear learning model, which we call as a coder's journey. So I will explain this journey for a better clarification. So what happens is like a kid start as an absolute beginner, builds mm -hmm. a strong foundation of basic concepts, then progresses to the interest-based specialization. And finally, takes up a live projects in apprenticeship uh, settings to develop a job-ready skill. So this is how we have planned their journey. Okay. Now, uh, since we are talking on techie, so we are already on the next segment uh, of the interview. So you've already uh, informed us that, you know, uh, what different techie is offering is it is uh, mixing, giving you a movie-like experience and giving an entertainment level while you are learning and uh, creating something of your own. So you are also enhancing the creativity of the child, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so That's what it. is... What is the basic uh, mission and vision of uh, Techie uh, when you started? What was the basic mission and vision? Of so, uh, like our immediate uh, focus uh, is to ensure that high quality coding education is available to every, every school kid in the country. Mm -hmm. And in addition to that, our vision is to provide the best learning experiences to the kids across the world. So in short, if I have to summarize, I can say that we want to empower the next generation with the future ready skills and help them become innovators and change makers. That's mm -hmm. what it is all about. Mm -hmm. So uh, like, like they say that coding is the future, right? Mm -hmm. Of uh, I think irrespective of which industry you want to get into, coding mm -hmm. is something that will definitely help you out mm -hmm. and is getting uh, incorporated in the curriculum. But according to you, what is the most important thing or, or the reason why coding should be a part of a curriculum for any child uh, in the education system? Uh, so uh, uh, I will just uh, give you a brief about this. Uh, so you, you must know that our kids are uh, natural born learners right. and they are inherently curious. And it's up to us to foster this curiosity and not to kill it. So uh, we can think of ourselves as a gardeners who can't force children to develop but nurture their natural inclination towards the growth. Uh, so we need to teach them competencies and not subjects. That's how I, I, I uh, think of. So mm -hmm. a better strategy is to teach skills that will enable them to deal with whatever social or economic situations they, they might encounter in the future. So, uh, mm -hmm. And when I talk about coding, so learning to code at a young age can genuinely set up a child for their future. I am also one example of that. I was exposed to coding uh, at a very younger age and then, that's how I dreamt of being an entrepreneur as well. Right. And right. besides that, coding also fosters creativity and helps children become confident problem solvers. So even if they don't go specifically into any computer science related field, it mm -hmm. gives them an edge in virtually every modern industry. And these are the major reasons that uh, I believe that coding should be a part of an early education. Mm -hmm. Well said, quietly and rightly put there. So um, in your organization, because you have, obviously you have teachers who are uh, catering to different set of students, um, how do you manage? And, uh, and because obviously you all are from coding background, so I'm, it's an in-house, right? Techie is right. not something which is outsourced. So you have different departments in your organization to handle different areas in mm -hmm. which Techie is operating. So how are you able to track and uh, you know, set the goals? and uh, for every department? So uh, uh, we make use of Trello boards for setting mm -hmm. and tracking of goals, basically. So 
we have a agile system that we follow so there are multiple teams and there are vertical teams so like if uh, I, I don't know if you have heard of the trello and the, there are cards basically so all yeah. the tasks uh, everything is so like we have a weekly scrum and uh, uh, and then daily daily there is a reporting system that uh, that happens every day so uh, so eventually like uh, cross vertical so when one uh, moves one card from one vertical to another another let's say from the design to the tech team it automatically gets reflected and everything mm -hmm. is getting tracked there so we have a complete transparency uh, in, in terms of the system that we have designed and we use also slack for coordination purpose so that's how we are handling uh, these now uh, because because your background is of a coder so you know that you know the uh, the technology is changing at a very rapid pace yeah in today's time so how are you uh, making sure that your entire uh, technical team who is working on the product is mm -hmm. up to date with the technology and how are you adapting to the new changes that are coming in so i uh, i think we have uh, in the 3 years that i am talking to you about we have not just created a pro uh, i mean uh, this content curriculum and product we also have made frameworks in terms of the technology so i think we are already ahead when we are using the technologies for ourselves so uh, i will just give you an example we are already using technologies for transparency and automation of workflow and have created our own frameworks to automate most of the tasks so mm -hmm. that's already in place so but but there are areas uh, that we are looking for advancement are like uh, we want to create create a personalized curriculum for individual learners and also want to combine the power of ai and institutional knowledge to make data driven decisions so these are the areas that we will be like adapting to uh, as we grow uh, eventually so is there a process involved in which you evaluate uh, the teachers as well uh, who are uh, conducting the classes through techi yeah yeah so what happens like uh, we have uh, an auditing a training and auditing process so whoever the mentors that enters our system so uh, we uh, like uh, the kids uh, has the capability to rate the mentor and give give the comment and all the those sessions that they take uh, those gets audited every day so mm -hmm. and with the, there's a score that is uh, everything is gamified basically so our, our score okay. is calculated and like uh, basic needs around like whatever the teaching uh, skill sets are required those are checked through those mechanism okay so this gamification that you're talking about right uh, mm -hmm. when it comes in terms of evaluation the same implies for the students as well who have enrolled for your classes yeah for the students as well so uh, like uh, the mentors because here mentor is also available and we have an automated system as well so right. what happens like after every session mentors uh, create a persona mm -hmm. for the kids so they tell like how the kid was and how did they behave and also like we have a lot of homeworks and quizzes assignments so we kind of keep a track on that so we have started personalizing through their behavior also so every student has their personal kind of teaching that that is being followed for them oh, that's of, great with with your base increasing and you know number of students uh, getting enrolled um mm -hmm. did pandemic in uh, some way uh, create any kind of a hiccup in your business but it is online so i'm pretty sure it might have gone more smoothly so was there any change or anything that you adapted during this pandemic time to make sure that your uh, business was sustained so uh, so edtech has already been an emerging market and uh, the pan pandemic has already given a boost to it because everything has moved to the digitization uh, so like we, there has been uh, like uh, uh, the growth and declination both both are happening simultaneously because we are also operating in the schools so uh, like let's say the second wave when when the second wave hit so the school schools that were supposed to open uh, 
they continued to uh, i mean get shut so in that right. case what happened like uh, so we were operating on the b2b model so there we saw a dip but then we saw an, an increase in the b2c model so it's a like we had to cater to all the domains because since it's a dynamic so like some there are different distribution channels some cha different uh, distribution channels works at some point of time and some works at another point of time because of these uh, dynamic city right right so how were you able to like you know um because uh, i believe everybody started working from home right so right. it was it was in 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 their particular room there was a lot of isolation that started hitting in over a period mm -hmm. of time because you're working all alone you don't have anybody to talk to when you just look left and right mm -hmm. so how were you able to keep the morale of your entire uh, uh, company up so that they are working with the right mindset so uh, even though like uh, like the pandemic has happened everyone is working from home but we the when we were working for 3 years we used to work with a lot of interns uh, because we were bootstrapping and right. so those time also we uh, we had like we are still operating in like we have taken 3 bhk where we are living with some of the core team members but a lot of people are work, used to work from home uh, from before on so mm -hmm. we had all the processes designed from before so like we were able to cater like all the needs of the business so so everything was already in place so so when this work from home model came into the picture so it was not uh, very difficult for us to adopt we had like the meetings because we have a lot of uh, meetings that happens in, in a day to keep mm -hmm. everything in check and we have an automated systems also designed to uh, to keep everything transparent mm -hmm. so, so that's that's great what what i understood from you you're like is that most of your systems that are in place are automated so that does right. make your life easier do you think this automation is extremely important to make sure that all the tasks or activities within the organization especially startups because uh, one person's job is not to do just the specific thing they are asked to do right. you're doing multiple things at the same time and you're handling multiple things also at the same time So, do you think automation is one of the keys to make sure that you are organizing yourself and making sure you are addressing all the needs? That's that that's definitely true. Uh, I mean, uh, and uh, like we have recently raised funds uh, three three months back, and mm -hmm. uh, we have seen an increase in the number. Uh, like we are more than hundred plus now, and uh, so the uh, 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 things started falling off because we were not able to track. It was difficult for me also to uh, see what like even I I didn't know a lot of people's name. and mm. what they were working on so right. this trackability systems and all are, are very important because right now what what is happening is like we have also like in terms of business it's very much needed so there are sle breaching also like there are protocols that we have designed on our side let's say uh, if when a kids register you have to call within let's say 10 minutes or 30 minutes if it, it does not happen there will be a mail trigger so right. all these things are in play and the gamification system also we have made so that everyone is in check so they they know that their score will drop if they do not follow a particular kind of system and and this is needed uh, since we are on the verge of scaling so this mm -hmm. is a, a very much needed initially when you are in a very like uh, a team of like 5 to 10 then uh, you can interact with individually right. and but yeah eventually you have to go for this automated systems and all Mm -hmm. like you said you know that now you are scaling and uh, techie is slowly growing up and now you're somewhere uh, to 100 plus uh, right. uh, in the organization so what kind of uh, strategies have you adop adopted to make sure that you know the business scales and uh, the profits are maintained or or as a matter of fact uh, you know improved like what people usually want in a business so uh 
basically uh, like when we are scaling obviously uh, like when uh, we we uh, saw a certain uh, elements like we had an np score of 87 which is i think uh, I, i don't think anyone in the tech industry has right now and we even we saw a dip like 87 to 83 and that was a trigger for us that something is falling out so mm-hmm. now what we did like we uh, then again uh, we started automating we made auditing and training systems in place and that gamification thing that i was talking to you about and mm-hmm. then hiring also uh, you have to see that uh, like we have a very clear philosophy around team building so like if you have a clear shared vision about what you are building and the impact you want to create you can attract like minded individuals who will contribute to the shared vision so uh, that's how like uh, the hiring we we became very much uh, a uh, focus around hiring like we took a lot of time and uh, when when we saw that they can uh, uh, meet our needs that's how when we started enrolling uh, and then uh, in terms of the business also the quality we, we improved the quality checks and uh, so with these automated systems we were able to somehow manage everything I, it took around 2 to 3 months for us to settle it down but we mm-hmm. were able able to do that eventually okay so um edutech right so what do you see the future of edutech uh, edutech especially in india um, do you see uh, the future where where things would be because now the schools are mostly online so that has now and i see a lot of uh, uh, new schools coming up like you know you have uh, who are who are predominantly online their presence is online there is no physical schools there so do you see this as a new way of uh, schooling in india where parents would prefer that you know the children be more present i mean have a more presence on online uh, schooling where you have the prospect of having a curriculum where you know coding is also a part of it so uh, i'll just give you uh, i will back up uh, the state with certain stats here Mm-hmm. so like edtech has already been emerging market and covid has already given an extra momentum by shifting the most of the business on the digital platform and uh, in the india's edtech market is all set to increase by 3.7 times in the upcoming 5 years and uh, so like and then then ap mep also happened uh, which is uh, uh, asking to schools to mandate coding uh, as a part of their curriculum uh, as an optional also uh, not not mandating in, in terms of like this will be a part of the subject now so all these things has contributed to its upliftment in the edtech industry and it was already increasing but the pace has uh, now increased uh, further so do you see that pace increasing in the coming years or do you see it statically uh, going over a period of time it, it it is because our habits are changing right now correct so uh, and uh, the if you uh, see the trend of uh, like uh, investment also like in the last year the uh, mm. industry has uh, i don't have the stats with me but there has been a huge upliftment in terms of the investment that has happened happened in the ed- tech domain and this will mm-hmm. increase only because more and more people see, see what happened is like all the schools went digital as well they started teaching online through apps right. like zoom and google meet and all so uh, most of the uh, habits of the kids also changed they started uh, they, they they became adapted to this also Right. So and right. then schools also understood that uh, for their survival also because uh, anything can happen and uh, you have to be prepared somewhere and mm-hmm. uh, and also like uh, like their work work from home model uh, we saw that uh, there was uh, increase in the efficiency when people were working from the home so even companies like Google and Facebook now they are they are hiring uh, from remotely from uh, other countries just uh, 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 on a, on the basis of work from home only. so these are becoming trends also like when we are all hiring especially in the uh, i mean 
uh, tech background. So they mm-hmm. ask uh, their, their first criteria is that are they allowed to work remotely? And and we are completely fine by that because we are already equipped uh, with these models. So okay. I, I think the world is already settling to uh, digital method of digitization. So I, I think it will only increase in the future. Okay, so since we are already on the talks of hiring, so let's go on with our uh, third segment where we talk about the employment trends and opportunities. So um, uh, according to you, what what are the employment trends in the startup industry? Like what is the basic mindset of of an employer when they're trying to hire uh, somebody in in an environment which is like a startup? Uh, So... uh... Uh, I, I will give you an uh, explanation through uh, like by explaining how when, when I used to uh, pick up a job, I used to have, have, have an offer from MNC and, and startup and I right. used to prefer a startup. Uh, and one of the reasons uh, were like uh, I, I used to feel that uh, there will be a lot of, lot of responsibilities that I will get uh, mm-hmm. and that will, that will just increase uh, my potential. So and that, that, that is there. So the learning curve that happens in a startup is very, very uh, high. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, in terms of the employment uh, in, uh, uh, trends also, like uh, more and more people are applying, especially in the edtech, I can comment that it, it's in- increasing. More and more mm-hmm. people are applying for the job and uh, there is a positivity that is uh, on going towards the startup and because there's a lot to do. So there's a, it's, right. it's not yet such saturated and there's a lot to do then uh, the preference have, have been increasing in this direction. That is true. So do you think, uh, you know, ed- EdTech is helping the future generation to uh, probably think of becoming uh, teachers. And I, I'm talking about, you know, in India, because mostly what happens is uh, in, with an Indian mindset uh, comes like, you know, a profession of either an engineer or a doctor, mm-hmm. and then, you know, doing an MBA, getting into an MNC or a good startup. But getting into teaching is something which very few people nowadays I'm talking from my experience and uh, my friend circle. So teaching is something which very few people are uh, thinking of uh, taking up as a, as an option for their kids kind of a say. So Mm -hmm. do you think EdTech is going to get that change? It's, uh, uh, I will, uh, I have to tell you about this. So it's already changing. So Mm -hmm. uh, I won't say that uh, uh, like uh, teaching is becoming a hobby right now. So right. let, let's say uh, with the platform like Tiki, we are already providing uh, a, a platform where they can enroll and they can teach. So most of the teachers or the mentors at Tiki, they are either college grads or they have passed uh, uh, passed out and they have already, they are already doing great in their fields and it's a, like a hobby to them. They want to mm-hmm. teach for their upliftment as well. So to, to keep uh, themselves updated as well. Mm-hmm. So in fact, I... I can give you uh, uh, i mean i can i don't know it's a uh, relatable or not in, in my call i i did early like uh, my uh, professors used to say that they uh, uh, they have to do a lot of projects but they teach because they have to keep themselves upgraded so this is becoming a part of the hobby and people are uh, opening towards this so they mm-hmm. are earning also and they are uh, upgrading themselves as well and it's not since now the work from home, home model is also increasing so more and more people are coming into the picture so uh, the, the house lady and all who like because of the, I mean the uh, like they 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 could not continue working in, mm-hmm. in any company. They they right. have this bandwidth to allocate themselves in in these sec- sectors. So I think I think it's a, it's increasing a lot. Right, right. So uh, like you said that you know with edtech because a lot of opportunities are opening up, uh, especially for people uh, probably um, 
like you know the students are supporting themselves uh, mm-hmm. by uh, by giving some uh, time to the students learning themselves as well as passing on the knowledge and passing on knowledge is something which is extremely important right because it helps to uh, nourish our own community so h- mm-hmm. how difficult or challenging w- was for you to have the right talent um at the beginning because you are building your brand and right. with techie obviously you want the right people to be out there because the teachers are the face of techies right right, right. because that is how they are getting uh, how, that is how techie is going to get uh, portrayed into the market so what challenges did you face in uh, getting that talent into your system? so uh, if i give you the stats still uh, so when we started hiring so all of us were uh, initially involved in ourselves in setting the base uh, right. and a process here so the, the hiring percentage used to be one percent only like if there are 100 people supplying we used to hire one or two at max so mm-hmm. uh so uh so but but uh, in terms the in terms of the mindset uh, there are a lot of people who want to apply so they, they can be uh, unfit for some reasons like uh we had a strong process like uh, since uh, uh they are trying to teach coding so they had to be a coder and we used to give them assignments and projects so before they they used to uh, we used to enroll them so that was that used to be one part of the process and then uh, they they had to like uh, also like they had to make a video or something where they they used to present how they are going to interact with the kids and showcase their interpersonal skills and all so mm-hmm. we used to verify those two and when those when we finally used to uh, onboard them used to on the system so they used to be a butler initially i mean they used to mask the sessions and they used to learn initially first uh, mm-hmm. uh, like uh, up to like 10 sessions or all so when they used to be equipped fully and when we used to be confident that yeah they can take, take up the session then only we used to tell them and initially we started teaching ourselves so that we can uh, set up a base here so from there uh, from our learnings we incorporated them and now then uh, again now we have automated all the systems because we came out of the picture so we replaced that with the system right now right right so uh, if anybody wants to be a part of uh, techie and uh, wants to join in as um, as as a teacher or an educator mm-hmm. so what kind of a mindset that person needs to come in to be a part of techie uh i i would say that uh, if i have to give uh, like a, a, a like a motto or something so i would mm-hmm. say that if you believe in exploring new challenges innovation and breaking your boundaries then tech is the right place for you so these are the few skill sets i mean uh, the passion if they are passionate towards creating something new because we are in the domain we we have we have, we have to educate kids and uh, right. educating kids is very difficult because you have to apply a lot of uh creativity and gamification techniques and you have to, you will have to be open for the innovations basically so right, this is right and especially like you said you are you are uh, you are educating uh, students from grade 1 now right. it's very right. difficult to have a grade 1 uh, uh, you know kid to to get engaged so i'm pretty sure you would be having certain special skills or looking out for teachers with special skills who can cater to students who uh, fall under grade 1 grade 2 uh, kind right age. That, okay. that's true that's great so now when you're hiring hiring the employees you know some um, is it good that they have an entrepreneurial mind uh, where where they are looking for ownership where they are ready to share an idea or or you know uh, is it is it something that that hits the business when when people when pe- such people join the organization 
they learn the in and out they come out of it and then they start something similar so uh, like uh, we in fact if i have to tell you about this so we especially look for people with an entrepreneurial mindset Uh, mm-hmm. In fact, every initiative at Tiki is supposed supposed to be treated as a standalone startup project. So, uh, as I have told you, as our work is highly creative and market dynamics keep changing, the entrepreneurial mindset helps them to go beyond their boundaries to take up the new challenges. So, uh, so this is somewhere uh, helping because they can uh, if like uh, they are coming from a particular mindset like that they they only want to work on a particular area and uh, like have this kind of compensation, this kind of growth. If if it is a unified uh, uh, path then it will be difficult so so they will have to be open up for everything and that that happens when they are from the entrepreneurial mindset so so to summarize like we look for such people in fact mm-hmm. so do you give opportunities for your own uh, uh, tech team to be uh, teachers as well on your platform yeah yeah so okay. uh, so yeah a lot, lot of them teaches and 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 uh, in terms of like uh, the work also uh, uh, everyone has a say at tiki it's not like uh, there is a defined way of uh, approaching a problem if someone if even if they are younger or at any position they are in, in tiki if they want mm-hmm. to uh, bring out their voice and they want to tell that yeah we we, we can do with in some ways and that would enhance the product so we are basically product centric and uh, anything that can contribute to the product and anyone can, that can contribute to the product we would be listening to them so that's how we have built the entire ecosystem so if mm-hmm. i have to give you an example also like if you see a uh, techies uh, like most of of the people here is of a younger age like there was a kid uh, i mean not kid uh, but yeah he, he joined at 16 now he's at uh, 20 right now so he has designed mm-hmm. the whole uh, a website and the animation that you see is been been done by a uh, kid who is uh, now 20 right now but he again joined at 18 so these are the people and, and they are bringing so uh, that, that's what is happening with the skill based learning so what i am talking to you about what trying uh, tech is trying to achieve these are the examples which are already in our system they are part of our core team now if you ask me also if uh, my journey uh, i am uh, like uh, it took me uh, uh, like i graduated from from a college i spent 5 years there and then then i learned something which is not matching with what what i did in my college days so they they have broken those boundaries of uh, having a tag or something and they preferred what they wanted to learn and that's how like they they have uh, defined a different path path for themselves and now they are contributing on a at a very younger age this is fascinating for even me as well uh, i i mean i see what we are trying to build already happening in the uh, techies ecosystem and that's uh, in fact motivating me as well that's quite interesting actually so uh, in the sense that you know the, the kind of culture that you have in techy is quite open and transparent then i should say right right that's true okay that is that is actually great because i think uh, when you have a when you have a culture or a work environment where you are quite open and transparent mm-hmm. uh, i think the junior most people also don't have that fear of okay i have an idea but should i share it or should i should i keep it to myself for now kind of a thing right they just come up with the ideas and sometimes those ideas are the actual actually that work right so that's and, that's important right and since you're catering to uh, children who are quite young i think uh, ideas coming from youngsters would be resonating more that's true in fact uh, and that's why the teachers also with the mentors when we are selecting uh, we see that they are more of a friend than a uh, uh, i mean a kind of a very 
that kind of teacher like who is like commanding mm. or something so that's mm. because a friend can understand your problem in a much better way uh, than someone else so because uh, you also know that the i mean the generations are there's a shift in the generation also and the gap right. is increasing so right. if you have to under, understand the gen z generation then you also we have to be somewhere a part of it so no that so is that all. is that is actually true i mean being a mother i i can see a vast difference between the kind of relationship i had with my parents and the kind of relationship now i have to maintain with an 8 year old so there, there is a vast difference there and and i think the kids are matured nowadays and right. and they and they understand uh, i mean they they are understanding quite early on how uh, and obviously thanks to pandemic also uh, they have understood quite early the i think the effect or you can say the importance of uh, digital right uh, let's move on to our last segment uh, where we have a little light chit chat with you and uh, understand more about you as an mm-hmm. entrepreneur and a person so when when you started your entrepreneurial journey what is your favorite aspect of being an entrepreneur that you cherish so uh, being an entrepreneur requires learning on so many levels mm-hmm. so uh, as the business grows and becomes more successful it meets different challenges and needs that require you to adapt and grow again this is fascinating in itself i mean uh, you are having what 360 degree of development and right. also like to take an idea and bring it to life is actually wonderful so when that idea also positively impacts uh, those around you so i i feel that that's a great feeling so these are the aspects of i mean uh, favorite aspects of mine of being an entrepreneur oh that's lovely so uh, it normally happens right one thing works for one person and it doesn't work for the other kind right. of a thing so is there anything that you have found while uh, while uh, you know maintaining or creating your business that you know this has worked for me which commonly people would say don't do it otherwise you're going to fail we are an exact example of that uh, i'll give you a brief <laughs> and then you will understand more like so there is a belief in in the industry that the best way of generating the business is to create a fomo like fear of missing out, out around right, right and and we completely dis- disagree with that so uh, we never believed in hard selling and focused on purely on producing tangible outcomes i've talked to you about coder's journey that's a long journey so mm-hmm. it's a not like a, one cannot become a coder on day one or something and they can start earning in, like uh, so so that's not the way like we picked it up so uh, so and and uh, we used to be uh, we used to get advice around uh, like like uh, always show the higher value of the product and all but we always stick to the uh, like tangible outcomes uh, kind of mechanism because we believe coding is something uh, education is something is which is very sensitive and uh, the, so the start can be slow here but uh, when word of mouth spreads it's it feels like a fire and when you're on a journey path it happens very quickly so that's how we have been experiencing as well so uh, we never had to chase anything everything started happening on itself because i feel that when we are on a right path so mm-hmm. uh, i mean there is something that uh, uh, if the energy there is some kind of energy that helps you to grow further true true like you said you started with initially a, like a small segment and then the word of mark grew and that is where you saw a great spike in right. the number of uh, customers that you were getting on techy where they wanted their children to learn right. um, so with with this particular growth comes in lot of responsibilities and you know obviously the te- uh, technology is changing you are adapting you are uh, transforming or evolving 
your mm-hmm. online presence as well as your uh, application and after a point of time or during the day you you always uh, come up with challenges where uh, where you feel stuck or you burn or you feel that burnt out situation where you are not getting it right of, of what is going wrong so during such times how do you maintain your mindset or rejuvenate yourself and relax yourself so that you can start uh, working out on the problem again so uh, i i uh, like i sometimes read books or just l- listen to the audio on app like blinkist so mm-hmm. in, in that way you can learn and relax at the same time uh, and i also listen to the music and sometimes practice singing don't ask me to sing but yeah that i do sometimes uh, mm-hmm. so i also play sometimes online games like chess and carrom and those are like instant stress busters so mm-hmm. these these are the mechanism like uh, quick i have found out quick mechanism by which like I, I can relax and feel good about it. Right, lovely. So you, uh, I believe because you said books, so I understand that you would be an avid reader. So any any book that you would like to share to our listeners that they should actually uh, read, or or any of your favorite books that you want want to so, let them know uh, that you got to read it. If I talk about the books, like it's more around entrepreneur uh, uh, journey. So I I can talk about. Uh, I don't know if that's helpful for them, but yeah. So like. books like blitz scaling or mm-hmm. the hard uh, hard things about the hard things these are the books that uh, helped me uh, i mean adopt certain uh, methodologies when uh, when i, I was uh, on a growing scale so like mm-hmm. i'm still on the growing path so mm-hmm. so uh, i just keep those uh, values in my mind so that uh, i do not dip de- so do the, these two books help me a lot oh that's lovely that's lovely so um if i give you a time machine uh, and you go back to what you were when you started techy is there any mistake uh, that you would like to uh, correct based on you know what you have learned because i i truly believe over the period of time the maturity of the entrepreneur also increases mm-hmm. and and when you look back you feel that oh i could have done this better mm-hmm. so anything that you can think of uh, right now like you know you could have done that thing better that you can share with our listeners uh, I, i think uh, for an entrepreneurs these are the things that happens very frequently but mm-hmm. uh, my uh, take away here is a bit, bit different uh, i i think that i will let things be at it is uh, because i am not saying that we haven't made any mistakes right, but right. even those are part of our learning so mm-hmm. if i remove that part that will take our learnings too and i believe entrepreneurship is all about constantly trying and learning and evolving so i i don't think i will change anything because <laughs> yeah i think that just has helped us in the growth oh that's lovely so um uh, how do you like you know it's it's i'm i'm pretty sure it is quite time consuming as well to uh, maintain a business and uh, make sure that you know it is up to date with the uh, current needs and the times mm-hmm. so how how do you uh, pursue your hobbies in the sense like uh, do you give yourself a break like sundays or weekends is something that you don't work at all until and unless it is really really needed or you give a break on sunday saying that okay this is going to be me time or family time and i'm not going to think about techie i know it is very difficult because that's your passion but uh, do you take a break in the, in the entire week and uh, it's say, not uh, if i have to explain this like it's not in that way like uh, mm-hmm. it's a 24 into 7 only but uh, it's a, like i have managed myself in such a way that i, I like Uh, I, i can manage my time that's one of the privileges that i feel that i have so mm-hmm. uh, 
so uh, if i have to uh, talk like i i like playing uh, sports like such as cricket table tennis badminton and all but that's obviously out of the picture the both because of the time and you need an interested buddy there right uh, but i am trying to work on my fitness goal by attending an hour session in, in the fitness center every day so mm-hmm. that's how i am able to manage uh, but yeah, yeah and also i uh, like uh, I, i meet my friends uh, so it's in 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 parts and partial so there is no not mm-hmm. not any specific day that i have mentioned it's mm-hmm. like when uh, when there is a less amount of work i try to leverage these times to uh, uh, make up for my personal uh, side of the things to meet my family talk to, to to them or mm-hmm. in the day or time also like i have devoted some parts uh, like in the morning time i i do certain things like before starting the work and after uh, like most of the work is done so that's how i have adapted myself to that so it has automatically happened because you always have to work so that's all of the question like there's nothing that can be done about this and uh, like i also enjoy working so so it's, uh, i never feel uh, anything stressed about it so but yeah the i have to manage the time accordingly so that i have to keep everyone happy around me and also like there are some personal goals that i have to achieve so i have to true. focus on that too true true i think uh, with with your uh, like obviously your uh, professional goals your personal goals are equally important to make sure that you as a person are also evolving mm-hmm. and it can be at a different level at whatever level you want to you want to achieve so um going uh, over to our, my last question for the interview any three advices that you want to give to our uh, aspiring entrepreneurs who are looking forward to making a mark in the industry that they want to get into uh, uh, i am i am also in the learning curve only but yeah i can share with my experiences that uh, sure. what i believe can be uh, an ideal skills uh, so uh, like Uh, one should be like uh, entre- entrepreneur should have the ability to take risks that's very important and uh, they should uh, also the second can be the they should have cons- uh, constantly upgrade themselves by ch- challenging themselves so uh, that's the second take away from, from my side and the third one is that uh, they should stay focused even in situations that are not favorable so these are the three key skills that i try to imbibe in myself and i can recommend other aspiring entrepreneurs as well So since since you spoke about focus, uh, is there is there any like many people do meditation to maintain their focus and uh, keep it sharp uh, mm-hmm. uh, in their lifetime? So is there anything that you do to make sure that your uh, focus is right? So uh, uh, in terms of uh, like meditation and all, I have tried a couple of times, uh, but uh, I have not been able to maintain that. but i think the focus is also related to the consciousness uh, mm-hmm. i mean like when you're too devoted towards your work uh, you you will anyway like your whole uh, time management your whole body structure i mean uh, the thinking uh, style everything uh, change, change, changes accordingly so like when you want to achieve something so uh, your your whole uh, habit becomes gets adapted according to that so uh, so uh, so uh, when i'm talking about the focus uh, so i'm uh, so there are situations when you see that things are not in your favor and uh, like you you uh, and you have to pivot so it's all right. about uh, trying and pivoting and not losing the focus so uh, that's how i can explain it. oh that's lovely that's lovely naman it was lovely talking to you and thank you so much for your time you have given us quite crisp and strong answers and it's quite inspirational actually what you have shared with us Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, Veronica. It's good that uh, it's how this is how it's coming out. Yeah.
So that's all from me today. I hope you enjoyed the interview and had some valuable lessons to take in with you and the stories inspired you and you found it interesting. I would be coming with more new stories in the coming week. Every week, every Monday, you will get to hear from me from a new entrepreneur, their stories about their brands, about their insights on employment and few tips and tricks to get into entrepreneurship. Stay tuned, stay safe and enjoy your life.